Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today. Welcome to Name Three Songs. I'm Sarah Fagan. And I'm Jenna Million. And this is a podcast where we take the piss and debunk music fan stereotypes. Because let's be honest, fangirls knew about that band way before you did. And this is Music Meltdown, where we talk about our personal stories as fangirls and some hot takes on hot topics. And this week's hot topic is the fact that Louis Tomlinson is severely underrated and deserves so much more recognition. So buckle up, because the next 20 minutes are dedicated to my favorite man from Duncaster. All right. So, Sarah, I would love to hear more about your opinion on Louis Tomlinson and why he's the best member of One Direction. So let's hear it. So I need to correct you because there is no best member of One Direction. There's only a worst, which is Zane because okay. he quit. Um, <laughs> Louis is just severely underrated, <laughs> but has also always been my favorite. I just specifically remember that um, the night after the One Direction video for That One Makes You Beautiful came out, my best friend at the time came over and her and me and my sister played the music video on repeat in my basement, like full screen on the computer screen. And I just screamed about how Louis looked like a cute little French boy in his striped shirt in the video. Um, so yeah, he's just, like, always been severely underrated, because I feel like he just, like, yes, he did get solos when he was in One Direction, but, like, not enough, and it's because, like, at the beginning, his voice, like, wasn't super strong. To be fair, I always loved him, but I also always made fun of him, because I just was like, why are you here? Um, <laughs> because I didn't understand. And, like, how did he get picked? Yeah, I just from was, his like, audition. I, I was, I was confused, I was flabbergasted, mm-hmm. um, I loved him dearly, but I just always was like, what's going on here? But then I was like, I acquired Wait, more what taste. What? <laughs> what did you think about his um, audition for One Direction? For Well, he didn't audition for One His audition on X Factor. I mean, it was mediocre. Like, it just, it's, it's one of those things where I... I genuinely think that they went into it being like, we're going to build a boy band. Um, and so that's why Niall and Louie got picked because they were like, they have really good harmonizing voices, but like, they're not strong enough to be solo singers. So I think that they already had this in mind. I don't think that it was like, yeah. as, oh, we're just going like, to do a boy band. Like, I don't think it just happened on the fly. I think that it was a plan from the beginning. And that's honestly why Niall and Louie got to where they are because I mean now Niall and Louie both have very strong vocal abilities but at the time they did not um so yeah so that's that's what I think about that and I think that that was always my issue is that like it was my personal music knowledge was uncultured and I did not realize that like Louie's voice was harmonizing perfection um (laughs) but so my intense love and respect for Louis Tomlinson truly occurred when he released the impeccable single titled I Miss You, which was not only my most played song on Spotify in 2017, but it was also my most played song on Spotify in 2018 because Louis, oh my gosh. <laughs> 
as most people know, uh, who care, Louis was actually in a pop punk band. I cannot remember the name of it, but he was in a pop punk band at some point in his life pre X Factor and One Direction. And so he gave me this gift that was an all time low B side song. And I was like, oh my fucking God, Louis is going to just completely blow us out of the water and release a pop punk record, and I'm going to die. Um, he did not do that. Okay. <laughs> so, for context, before we get into his album, for context, this was my first time educating myself on Louis Tomlinson's solo career. So, prior to recording this, we have I have actually listened to said single and said album, and I will have to agree with Sarah. This single "Miss You" is beautiful. <laughs> um, I saved it on Spotify so that I can go listen to this on repeat after <laughs> we finish recording um and i agree it was very pop punk reminiscent of like all time low you've got the gang vocals in there all gang of it vocals. so <laughs> yeah it was much much approved and if i could suggest any friendship moment for our listeners who might have a very close friend who does not appreciate louis tomlinson please give your a fellow music loving friend um miss i miss you and watch them listen to it because the euphoric feeling that came over me watching jenna love the song was beautiful (laughs) i have not felt such joy (laughs) ever in my life (laughs) amazing um so yeah so i just miss you is the, the the best ever I love it dearly um I was slightly saddened um when walls came out and it was not full of pop punk bangers but the fact that the record is basically Brit pop mis- mixed with Brit indie is like also great also um the more you guys listen to this the more you will understand that I personally do not understand music genres so what I'm saying is mostly nonsense <laughs> I love that um, okay, walk us through the album. Do you have some favorites? Habits is my favorite song on the album. Um, I am personally offended that Walls peaked at number 25 on the Billboard charts. Louis Tomlinson only has one number one, which is Kill My Mind from 2019, which Kill My Mind is a good song. Miss You peaked at number five, which is offensive to my personal brand. Oh, wait, Back to You also was a number one song, but that featured BB Rexa. So I don't really know if that counts. But yeah, um, it's a personal hate crime that Miss You did not get to be a number one single. And I think that maybe we should change that and everybody should go buy it and maybe he'll get a number one single now. It would bring me so much joy if I could make that happen. Did you say Miss You was number five? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good though. Oh yeah, I mean like I'm not gonna, I'm not hating on it. Like number five is good, especially like Billboard charts, whatever. Like it's still good, but it's the best song in the whole world. <laughs> so <laughs> I love it dearly. But anyway, the album, I'm gonna pull it up on Spotify just so that I um Would you like me to go through my Yes, I think Jenna, you should tell me your opinion on my king of music. Okay, so I'm gonna go off of some of what you said. Um I did not listen to the single before I listened to the album. So I wasn't, I didn't know what to expect really. Um, First off, Kill My Mind. Okay, I love this song and probably is my favorite song on the record because it is very 
Oasis Britpop. And yeah. immediately hearing this, I was like, Louis Tomlinson needs to make an Oasis Britpop record. Like, I want Oasis to write songs for him that Louis Tomlinson sings. That's what I want <laughs> in 2020. I, yeah, so I think the rest of the record is very much more like, I would I would say veers more towards like Ed Sheeran indie pop. Like, there's yeah. a lot of ballads. There's a lot of acoustic. I personally am not a fan of it. I don't think that's his strong suit. I don't really care to hear Louis Tomlinson sing pop songs. I would love, like Sarah said, I would love to hear him sing pop punk, to hear him sing gritty Brit pop where it's it's just like the angst. I want angst from yeah. Louis Tomlinson. Um, I don't want ballads. So no, yeah, I that's my agree. impression of the record. And I think personally that there, there are a ton of, like a lot of the songs that are, unfortunately veering more pop are lyrically more kind of like indie rock verging on like a pop punk lyrically and so I feel like he knows that that's his strong point but I think that there is that fear of like alienating the One Direction fans. I think based off of my personal TikTok algorithm that most people are both Warped Tour fans and One Direction fans and I think that it's the same pool so I think that he needs to overestimate his fans a bit more and be a bit grittier personally. Um because my favorite song on the album is Habit, and I think that if he had made that a bit sexier, it would have been the best song in the whole world instead of just, like, a, a song I really enjoy. But the, the album is perfect, and I think that more people need to talk about it. I do think that the, it's slightly questionable of his, like, what he, <clears throat> what genre he's going for, but also as a whole, I think it's a perfect record. I listened to it on repeat for three months. So <laughs> I don't have any problems. I'm emotionally stable. Yeah, it's definitely a pop rock record. I mean, there's a lot of pop in it. it you could call it a little bit rock. I, I think it's interesting what you said about alienating One Direction fans with him going too far into like the alternative side. I just feel like he would do so well for it. Um, oh he would he has the perfect voice for it like I honestly don't think it would alienate fans because someone like him has such dedicated fans they're gonna listen to it no matter what he was still signed to signed to psycho so I think that it was just a lot probably of like label control of what he was doing yeah um and so I think that it might not have personally been like him being like that but I can see him just based off of like what I know by proxy I can see him rocking up with all of these songs like a bit faster a bit grittier and them being like who do you think you are so I don't necessarily think that it was a Louis decision to make the song so poppy I think that it was like an upper management thing but I think that like this song has this album has like proved his like songwriting prowess and just like his skill set and I cannot wait to see like where he goes from here because I think it felt like a very good stepping stone to creating like a very oasis-y um like oasis all-time little love child baby album to come out next which like Louis please I know you're not listening to this but Louis please I definitely agree. I think, like, he could, like, honestly, he could make a a second wave of Britpop come back. I would would just cry so many tears of joy. But I think also just, like, for everything that Louis has been through over the past couple years with, like, his baby, his mom dying, his sister dying, like, all these things, like, him creating an album that 
like hits all of these sort of topics honestly and like isn't ridiculously depressing to listen to I think just proves like how smart of a songwriter he is and so I just I just want him to have more respect I just want him to (laughs) well that also comes down to him versus management I mean like were they did he come with a basket full of depressing songs and they were like we can't do this I feel like and I mean obviously I don't know him but based off Miss You which came out before all the depressing stuff hit his life I think that he probably still had like he he probably just like handled it like a pop punk person would handle it which is basically this album just harder so yeah I just I don't know I just the, he just deserves so much respect and I feel like people I feel like people just like throughout the career have kind of just like not taking him seriously enough and he was just always he's like the jokester one in One Direction and like in that um documentary I used to be normal like I think in that one woman's breakdown of artists wasn't he like the forgettable one which is rude I'm pretty sure that that yeah like yeah the forgotten one that's obnoxious and I'm not here for it like I genuinely got angry when that happened so nobody forgets Louie <laughs> it doesn't happen um but yeah so I just like I passionately care about this man and his music at some point Jenna I'm gonna make you watch the music videos he released for this record because they're they like are trying to t- sort of turn the album into like a pop opera um sort of thing or like a ballad opera I don't know yeah a popera if if you will um so all the videos have like the same people and are like trying to be connected and it's kind of like a weird story that wasn't really what was resonating with me when I listened to the songs um so I think that that was a weird choice but maybe I just need to pay more attention to them maybe I'll get it more do you know how he did on because I think he did a tour with for this album pre no it got canceled because of COVID got canceled so I don't even I know he was touring before that he toured at some point didn't he uh I think he did like some shows I know I don't he didn't do any solo stuff in America really I think he did like some promo stuff I have done no research for this episode other than looking at the billboard chart I just wanted to yell about Louie if I'm gonna be real honest with you but (laughs) um the tour promoting this record um got postponed but I do think he sold out a fair amount of dates um I think the whole European tour got sold out and I think a fair amount of American dates got sold out but I don't I don't think he he did like a he did like a signing thing because I remember he did something at Rough Trade in New York like in February so like when coronavirus was happening but like the president didn't want to tell us about it did you go no because I could not get a ticket and then I could not get press. Oh. So that was really depressing. I would have, I don't think, I, I don't think I could have handled it. I think I would have, I would have just completely reverted to being a small child and I would have just been there sobbing and it would have been a mess. It would have been bad. <laughs> it would be awful. And then I would have probably scared a bunch of young people with my pop punk finger pointing when he played Miss You. So <laughs> they'd be like, who is this old lady and why is she moshing to Louis Tomlinson? I think that that's what would have happened. It says he, in London, he booked Roundhouse, which is only yeah. 1700 cap. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. I think, again, like, 
unfortunately, as the documentary said, he kind of was, like, not, like, I, I personally have a lot of friends who uh, are Louis stands, and Louis was their favorite member of One Direction, but I don't think that he really was and I think that there was all that controversy with him getting that girl pregnant and fans being really angry about Harry and Louie not being in love and all that sort of stuff so I don't know I feel like him like doing shows at smaller venues kind of makes sense but also I think for like the kind of music he's making it makes more sense in smaller rooms so even if it makes it harder to see him I think personally I would rather see him in a venue that holds less than 2,000 people than have to see him do I mean Harry's Harry's first tour was a small tour in like U.S. he played small venues too in Austin he played a venue that's like 2,000 cap and then I saw him in London I think it was at Apollo Theater, which is about 2,400 cap. Yeah. Um, So he did the small tours too. And then like this next one, he's playing like stadiums and stuff. Yeah. I know that like the one, the tour that he did in 2018 was all like arena sizes or yeah, arena sizes um, for Harry. But yeah, I mean, also what, again, like when you stop being in a boy band, management are going to take the safe route which is to book a way smaller venue than necessary because they don't really know what's going to happen and it looks way better for somebody who just recently left a boy band to play like to sell out yeah to sell out than to not sell out you don't want to risk it and so yeah just better to see what happens but i mean i would give literally everything if i couldn't see louis play at a venue like rough trade or like bowery ballroom i would oh so i'm glad that i could uh convince you finally to listen to louis and um go into it with like a fresh mind and that you liked some of it and i understand not liking all of it i'm not gonna be mad at you about it maybe a little bit <laughs> i will be listening to miss you later today that's, repeat, that's, that's so. literally all I need. Like the re- like the record yeah. is, is really good, but I think that personally, as Louis's best friend, I think that he actually wanted it to be more pop punk. Um, so listening to Miss You is enough for me. I think everyone needs to listen to Miss You all the time. Again, we should try and get it number one. I don't know how to like create a trending hashtag on Twitter, but like we should try and do that. <laughs> just for uh, a just treat. need to go viral on TikTok. Tell your <laughs> Sarah, tell your TikTok followers, everyone go stream Miss You by Louis Tomlinson. Yeah, just, I'm going to. It's all, I'm going to yell it from the streets and the trees. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and then we'll keep campaigning for Louis Tomlinson to release a pop punk record. Yes, we'll campaign for it forever. Um, one day I will get to sit across from Louis Tomlinson and interview him and um, he will be uncomfortable the whole time or love me one or the other there's not going to be a middle um it will happen and i will tell him that i think that he's a genius and he'll be like thanks you're a genius too i have not written this fan fiction yet but i've been thinking about it oh my gosh (laughs) the whole thing exists just in your head Yes, I've, Not on paper thought, I've yet. thought about Stay tuned. exactly what would happen should I ever get the opportunity to interview this man. Because Beautiful. It's, it's amazing. Lovely. I love every second of it. 
All right. Thanks, Sarah, for sharing your hot take on Louis Tomlinson today on this music meltdown. And for those of y'all listening, join us next week. We are going to continue our discussion about One Direction and their solo careers. And if you would like to continue this discussion with me personally, you can uh, tweet me at Sarah underscore Fagan. And if you'd like to involve Jenna, that is at Jenna underscore million. Thanks for joining us on Name Three Songs. Until next time, never let anyone make you feel bad about your favorite band. And you're never too cool to listen to Louis Tomlinson. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when each episode comes out and leave us a five-star review. It really helps. If you want to find out more about any of the sources we've referenced in this episode, you can visit name3songs.com.